And we're back. Welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian. With me this week, I got my brother, Eric, and Kevin. Hey, how's it going, everyone? What's up? What is up indeed? So, uh, this is episode 37 of Utter Descent. We're trucking right along and got you another another Halo discussion, because you can't get enough Halos. There's only too many to count. Uh, luckily, this week, we're not going to be talking about ODST, so no one has to immediately turn this off. We're talking about the Ghostbury. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, that'll well, that's going to come, but <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll talk about the good one first. Halo 3, the uh, the sad one, I think, is the best way of putting it. <laughs> the, yeah, cinematically sad, but also the best Halo. Oh, how no, I don't oh, think I would call it the best. Controversial statement. Oh, you know, okay, so Halo 2 is good and all, but like Halo 3 was really good. <laughs> but what about Halo 3 makes you say it's better than 2? Oh, I'm not saying it's better necessarily. I'm just saying I spent more time on it. Oh, <laughs> and not... there were more people who wanted to play it with me, so it made it significantly better. Motherfucker, I was ready for an argument. You took <laughs> the wind out of my sails. It's like, in my opinion, though, so... <laughs> my personal experience of the fact that I was old enough to be good at the game and had friends who could also play, this was the better game. <laughs> yes, my emotions tell me that it's significantly better. Fine. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I already said that I think Halo 2 and 3 from you know gameplay perspective are virtually the same thing, so I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about whether I had more fun playing Halo 2 with my friends than you had with playing Halo 3 with your friends. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you got the box, so I'll let you let you tell us what what Halo has to say for itself. Here's a good sound effect for everyone. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. O- opening up the box. Let's see what do we what do we got inside here? We got a a little a little summary that. statement. Get a little bit closer to the mic and start talking more softly. The stunning <laughs> conclusion to the Halo trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the Covenant controls Earth. The all-consuming flood is unleashed, and the fate of the galaxy hangs in the balance. An ancient secret, buried under the sands of Africa for untold millennia, may hold the key to our salvation or our doom. Spartan 117, the Master Chief, a biologically augmented super soldier, must uncover that secret and stop the forces that threaten us once and for all. He is the last of his kind, a warrior, born for combat, bred for war, and humanity's only hope. So... That's what we get for Halo 3's back cover. So basically, they don't really... (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous, honestly, that they would um, put that as the back, because like anybody who's buying Halo 3 already knows (laughs) all of that. Yeah, I guess guess they're just saying, like, yeah, it's Halo. Remember what happened last time? We're going to give you some more of that. You want to know what happened to Master Chief? Buy this game. Well, most of the back cover is actually spectacular photos of how much the graphics were improved. And from the looks of it, it looks like real game shots. They're not, doesn't look like stylized at all, honestly. Nice. I think that was one of the biggest things of Halo 3 was that it was the one on the Xbox 360. Yeah. You know, coming out of Halo 2, it was a very stark jump in graphics. Definitely. Yeah. The, I remember when you first get in, um, just like the detail in the grass. <laughs> and the detail of the people's armor was just so much beyond what I was used to at that time. Right. And them skyboxes. Oh, yeah. Them skyboxes were really nice. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, that was that was probably the most... It was a great way to start it out. You know, you're like, oh, shit. Look at these fucking graphics. <laughs> yeah. It- I'm ready to enjoy myself a whole nother set of Halo. 
as I said, I think that's that's what the console generations have lost now. Because when you move from Xbox to Xbox 360, it was a totally different visual experience. Yeah, even if the uh, even if the user interface and all that were pretty uh, cheesy, the graphics of the game got so much better. Yeah, it was it was a solid. Uh... Anyway, <laughs> so I'm not. We're not going to go over what the type of it is. It's fucking. Um. So let's uh. Let's take a step back to like the end of Halo 2 and coming back into Halo, right? It left off with Chief getting onto, you know, the Forerunner ship, which jumped over to Earth and ended with him, you know, going, sir, I'm here to finish this fight. And uh, the Arbiter and everyone else <laughs> was still on Halo post-murdering uh, Tartarus. So that's where we left off. And the beginning of the game is a monologue by Cortana talking about, I guess, why she picked Master Chief lamenting, like, oh, I could have picked anyone but you because you're lucky. Lucky. Because <laughs> you're my lucky charm. Yeah. <laughs> and that will continue throughout the entirety of the game. Possibly one of the most annoying decisions in gaming history after some of the sound effects in Nintendo games. Yeah, I can't tell if it's like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Like, well, obviously, because you're the main character, you're lucky. Or if it... I... <laughs> I guess when they started off Halo 3 like that, it kind of sounded like they were going to get to the part where they say that you're actually inhabited by some sort of god, you know, like, like they're going to tell you why you're lucky at some point, but no. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Just just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, and as she finishes her monologue, you realize the shooting star is actually Master Chief falling back to Earth. You're like, holy shit, man, how many times are you going to do something that's just like, yeah, he should be dead now? It that was, was a fun cool. way to start the game. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was a good. It was a good intro cinematic. It was, and it set the stage of what was going on. You move in, so I don't think there's anything else to talk about from like a graphics perspective. I mean, they're just good enough to hold up. You know, you play it now, and you're like, "This is definitely a dated game," but it's still really good. It's better than indie graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still good, and. uh it was kind of at that point where like uh, character faces stopped being like completely trash. Yeah. So there's like, still a few weird moments, but mostly it was much more realistic. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's that weird moment where Cortana has a giant gap between her teeth that didn't be there, but I think that might have been a choice. <laughs> Wait, was that this one? I'm pretty sure it was. I thought that was in four. But that was, yeah. You might be I'm right. Sure, <laughs> pretty sure four is when Cortana got the the tooth gap. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then I take that back. Yeah, she she had a very uh, s- uh, shocking change <laughs> between three and four. Apparently, all that time alone in space drove her crazy to the point where she started just pushing her teeth apart. apparently that's that's all you can do when you're sitting there alone just pull out your teeth (laughs) (laughs) anyway it was kind of funny with the with the graphics like playing it more recently with the collection because they redid the graphics for one and two so we were playing that oh great and then you get to three and it's like this massive downgrade and you're like oh this game looks like garbage (laughs) yeah they didn't they didn't go and do the rewrite other games yeah but yeah really i remember when it came out it was just like whoa it looks amazing so, and as we had previously mentioned, the music is still good. It's still, you know, solid Halo music. 
but there's a sad, just a sadness to it the whole time. I don't know. I don't know what notes they were leaning on harder this time, but it was just constantly like, hmm, I feel like something bad's really about to happen or is currently happening. <laughs> was this the one that had like the high pitch like piano? Yeah. Yeah. Doom to doom. Yeah. Doom to doom. Yeah. Yeah, that. They, they put some space in between their notes. I don't know. Something about it just made it distinctly like foreboding. Yeah, they it just, they made it sound so sad when you're like, well, in Halo 2, the Earth was being invaded. And, like, in Halo 1, you're, like, all alone. But they still managed to make it epic, like, exciting right. and epic and, like, you know, thrilling, I guess, in their soundtrack. Why did it have to get so melancholy? It's, oh, I know why. It's because Master Chief and Cortana get separate. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I think everyone's played Halo 3 at this point. I'm going to spoil something. If you haven't played Halo 3, go fucking play Halo 3 already. Um, also, Johnson dies at the end, so that's also sad. <laughs> Again? There's no reason to make the whole game sad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as far as the story goes, basically, you know, Chief gets back to Earth. Uh, the Earth is currently... They don't really explain whether you've completely been taken over by the Brutes, and this is like a guerrilla war now, or if it's just kind of a normal war, but it has a guerrilla war feel, because you're underground. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you start off on Earth doing a fighting with the the brutes and the and the prophets thing. Eventually, the uh, they open up this portal that they uncovered in the middle of Africa, which takes them to the Ark. Uh, Flood come in. You team up with the elites to go through the portal to go kick the Prophet of Truth's ass, and basically you go to the Ark, kick his ass. Make a new Halo ring to destroy it and take out the flood, and uh, game over. That's it. <laughs> yep. Some people die along the ways. Yep. Some people die along the ways. You do find Cortana. Gravemind gets a little bit more um, yelly. <laughs> yeah. But the the story pretty much initially is focused on killing the Prophet of Truth before he has a chance to activate all of the Halo rings via the Ark, and then once you do that, it turns to. Now the flood are in control of the Ark, and you got to fucking kill them before they can spread across the galaxy. And you accomplish both of those goals and get stranded in space, all the while hanging out with your cool new buddy, the Arbiter. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. a lot more straightforward than the, the second one. There's a lot less twists and turns. <laughs> yeah, no like freaking politics, covenant stuff. There's got to go kill this guy, and then you got to go stop the Halo. It's like, all right. Back to basics. basics. Oh, that's about to say. <laughs> what worked in Halo 1? Aliens, then parasitic aliens. Let's do that. Not parasitic aliens sparsed out throughout the entire thing. Nope, we're going to do it. One, two, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's talk about some memorable moments from the game. Um, I think the back to the intro, the part where they got Master Chief laying in his, his little homemade crater with Johnson coming in, smoking his cigar like a like a boss. I love that that part of the intro just because of the interaction between Chief and the Arbiter. Like that one line from the Arbiter when he gets the pistol stuck in his mouth is just, I don't know, I like his, his voice. For it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. I played as you halfway through the other game. You could kick his ass because I kicked everyone else's ass as him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a, an interesting way to set it off, right? Because it's like, by the end of Halo 2, you've kind of played as both of them, but they haven't really interacted much. 
Right. You know? So it was like, it was pretty neat to, to have them set up uh, with both in the same area at the same time. Because it's like, oh yeah, these guys aren't necessarily friends, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the only time that they talked was that point when the grave mind was holding them both hostage. And they were just yelling at each other the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like them both, but I'm not them. <laughs> right, right. So I guess it was I'm, just a good reminder that <laughs> these right. guys are actually I, aliens. Right. I'm Johnson in this situation. Hold on. He's cool. We're buddies now. Also, I like the way the chief stuck his pistol into like his mandibles. <laughs> like, <laughs> just such a like, like, whoa, okay. I guess that isn't. Like, you don't have a bottom jaw. I guess you could do that. Right. <laughs> it just, seems a little just, invasive. Straight through is, I don't know what you would call that, <laughs> mouth yeah. opening. It's like, hey, man, you got a bunch of flood guts all over that pistol. Can you not stick that in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now that, that intro was great. And I forgot, this is the first Halo that lets you play four-player co-op uh, through the mm -hmm. campaign as long as everyone had their own Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. I think they'd let you do two people per Xbox, but either way, they'd let you do four-player co-op throughout the campaign. The other ones wouldn't let you do that. They just filled in extra elites. <laughs> was this one, was it local co-op, or are you saying it had to be online? You could do two online and four, or sorry, two two offline, four online. Yeah, yeah, I remember because uh, me and my friends were trying to... So whenever you put on the... One of the skulls um, that makes it extra difficult. Um, it it makes it so that if anybody dies, you all restart. Mm -hmm. Or I guess that's just playing on legendary in general. But there was a certain I forget what the skull set was. Um, but you had to restart to the beginning of the level instead of oh man instead of restarting. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember which skull that is, but I know what the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I remember I had four friends and we were trying to beat the last mission with those enabled. Um, and that's like the racing one. But first you got to get through like, you got to fight your way to the top of a pyramid basically. And mm -hmm. uh, God, that was, <laughs> we got really fucking good at clearing that initial spot, but the racing part's almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though. <laughs> we were, we were clutching the beginning of that every time though <laughs> like once you go through it like 50 times you're like all right i know exactly who i'm gonna kill and i know exactly how i'm gonna kill him again yeah how the hell do we get on oh we we're talking about the co-op so yeah that was that intro area was a lot of fun um i'm trying to think of what was the next part that really stood out in my mind there's i think it's when you get to the arc you remember the part where um commander keys comes flying in on the frigate to, I guess, get out of the battle and do some repair or something and also drop off tanks for you. Mm -hmm. And the thing fucking comes in like right over top of you and you see it, this little speck in the distance and all of a sudden it's like a city over top of you. Right, right. And all the, all the debris gets blown away. That was fucking cool. <laughs> I remember the first time that happened, I was like, oh shit, that, because I hadn't played any games that had that much like physics engine stuff going on. So watching everything get blown away, my character getting pushed, I'm like, oh man, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think the just the physics engine was inc so much better from the previous Halo that they actually could do some of these cinematics. Um, this is the one where Johnson gets a sword in the stomach, right? 
Uh, no. Truth gets the sword in the stomach. Johnson gets eyeball lasered by Guilty Spark. Uh, yes, yes. This was right. Okay. Yeah, another part that I thought <laughs> was really great was when, uh, <laughs> when Guilty Spark realizes that you're not going to be saving the new Halo ring, and yeah. he just like, <laughs> he's just like, wait, no, 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 here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and rebuild that ring, and you're not going to activate it early, and you're not going to destroy the installation, because that's my installation. Because they were like rebuilding the the Halo from Halo 1, essentially, so, mm. it can, so they can get good coverage <laughs> when they genocide the galaxy. Um, and he's just like, um, actually, you can't do that, Dave. <laughs> turns on, uh, turns on Johnson, just lasers him. Yeah, that was a legitimately sad part of that game when Johnson died, because he was such a pivotal character in two and three, and he had been with you constantly throughout three, just as, you know, being a badass or giving commentary. And in two, he was always... He always had the great one-liners, something funny to say, and you just watch him get put down by fucking Guilty Spark, the guy that I'm like, why are we trusting him? He kind of tried to kill us all last time. Cortana, don't you remember that? You hate him. Why are we helping him? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Now Johnson's dead. Right. Yeah, because it, it's funny because like he helps you by essentially having you do his bidding all the time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he's not really your friend, but he seems like he might be. Right. He's got that bubbly attitude that just kind of makes you go, oh, you seem like a cool floaty eyeball. You're a harmless <laughs> Oh, you're robot. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was it was funny watching Guilty Sparks, like, or I guess listening, since he doesn't have a face, to his tonal change as he, like, went through the game. Because when you, when you came out of... Um, him starting to build the halo ring he was like oh because i think a bunch of sentinels went out to go do a thing and you guys were like uh what the hell is this about and he's like uh well they're kind of uh, rebuilding the halo that you destroyed <clears throat> and you're like okay yeah do that and he's like wait really okay cool yeah i'm gonna go do that and then flies away gibbering to himself <laughs> and that was where the first miscommunication came because he wants his halo ring back because he wants his halo ring back you want it so you can light it off and kill all the flood on the ark totally misunderstood then once you get to the point where you're like yeah okay we're gonna activate this thing and he's like yeah we are uh i need another week or whatever and we're like yeah that's no the flood are about to get on ships and get the fuck out of here we got to light this shit now and he's like but but you already destroyed my ring once i can't let you do that again tough we're gonna do it no you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah what it came across to me as he was like but if we just if we build this ring up and then we activate all of them then it won't then we'll definitely kill all the flood right. so so <laughs> what's the problem <laughs> right <laughs> like, see i understand why you would say that i'm telling you i don't want to get vaporized too <laughs> <laughs> that that's not you'll be spared it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now watching watching johnson get eyeball lasered and then being told to leave him behind just like oh come on also chief you can pick him up like seriously <laughs> you could easily put him on your back and still run out of there or you can leave <laughs> him to go get fallen into the middle of a destroying halo ring whatever leave leave one of the best characters in halo behind to die save cortana whatever <laughs> 
Cortana is the best character in that. You know, the- yeah, I mean, you can't get better than a an AI clone of Halsey. Right. Uh, that personality, though. You know. <laughs> Flips around a lot. <laughs> Speaking of Cortana, the most annoying thing in this entire oh, game was her, yeah. her and Chief's, I don't know if it was supposed to be him getting messages from her or imagining what could be happening, or it was the game like showing you what's going on with her independent of Chief. I don't know what it was, but their mental telepathy listening to her scream and fall on the ground and shit was annoying as shit. There was no reason that you had to slow down my game every time she wanted to say something. Yeah. Oh, just like, and it happened so many times. And then Gravemind started doing it. It's like, I'm going to hold you still and yell at you for 10 seconds. Deal with it. And if you die, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the freaking. Was that in any of the other Halos? Did they kill that? No, that was not in any other Halo. Yeah, they were probably just like, okay, we made No, that was like, yeah, I'm not sure what the purpose of that was. I guess it was just to kind of give you a moment to absorb the storyline. But yeah, totally not necessary. Definitely a better way they could have done that. And even more importantly, a lot of what they were telling you was like not purposeful. It was just like, uh, and Gravemind's like trying to get into my systems. Uh, you're like, yeah, I kind of guessed that. <laughs> you don't have to do this. That's the incorrect response. You're supposed to go, oh, no, not Cortana. My <laughs> one true love. <laughs> Why are they doing this to her? Such big bad meanies out there in the galaxy. I'll come save you. <laughs> That's That was your, that was supposed to be your response. See, I thought Cortana was strong enough to handle herself and didn't need me um that's what she likes to say (laughs) but she does need you (laughs) yeah the eventual reuniting yourself with her though was nice and heartfelt and had a couple of good callbacks to the first game i guess you don't agree (laughs) no 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 Uh, i suppose (laughs) i suppose so i don't know i just don't why do you hate cortana so much eric I, I just want the the combat part. I'm just not interested in the Cortana love story, okay? Look, if you can if you can't get behind a cyborg and his love for an a, you're a monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep moving. Um what other fun fun moments were there? There was no Tartarus this time to have gargling at you the entire time about how much you suck. Did get to watch the Prophet of Truth uh lie continuously and they get stabbed in the stomach right and uh oh there was one thing about at the beginning of the game that kind of confused me you're i'm pretty sure this was halo 3 when uh when the jackals turned into birds instead of reptile creatures right they they gained like feathers yeah and all this shit and i i don't know if that's like i think that was that was in three that that change happened was that like uh from the books are they supposed to be like feathered dinosaur creatures instead of like i don't know they kind of looked like amphibian or something in the first one um so my understanding from the books is it's dependent on their sex as to whether they're more reptilian or more like avian okay um because I think they gained like these arm feathers, didn't they? Yeah, they just had a lot more plumage on them than they than they did in the previous games. It was it was in Halo Four Five when the big changes came. I think also Reach had a no Reach 
Reach was when they changed every everyone looked different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. They did just kind of have more more head plumage, and they did have arm feathers, but they were only on like the elbow. Yeah, I think over time the jackals like they transitioned from like a reptile to closer to a bird with like a a snout, <laughs> and then they got a beak, and then I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking weird. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really understand why they can't like keep the same general design of the and just like make them look better instead of well, instead of this. This will be great for audio format. Take a look at this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is interesting. That, is that the progression? Yeah. Yeah, the first one I think is two, three, and then the current gen game. That's kind of turned into like a demon face. Freaking. Yeah, they don't even look like a bird anymore. I wonder if that's when it came out that like raptors had feathers, broke everyone's. And then they're like, <laughs> I guess we got to make them look like crazy birds now or something. I don't know. They, as I said, they they just kind of. I wish they would keep the design system. It's very and it keeps jumping around. At least they all have like the right height and general shape, so you still know what it is. And they got the arm shield, so you're like, okay, that's a jackal now. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. Whatever. It'll still take one shot to the head. That's all I need to know. <laughs> um back to truth that that part of the game was another one of those fun cutscenes because you come in he's activated the arc and all the the halo rings are charging and you're about to go and run at him when the flood pop up and grave mines like hold on i know we just spent the last a long time killing each other but we should probably stop him right can we all agree that we probably don't all want to get vaporized yeah, yeah, okay, let's go stop him. So you have one brief moment of actually fighting with the Flood, watching them eat everyone instead of trying to eat you. And then you get to the to the ramp, and right before that, uh, Commander Keys comes crashing in on a pelican with, or no, no, sorry, Johnson comes crashing in. Commander Keys have been captured to be the hand that pushes the button. And they do this, okay, you and me. Right here, we're gonna kill each other, and then they can't light the ring. Let's do it. And then fucking Truth shoots her in the back, and you're like, uh, uh, uh eh. at least it wasn't Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like uh, I don't know, <laughs> very anticlimactic, I guess, because you're expecting like like you wouldn't expect Truth to necessarily have to do that, right? <laughs> it's not like they killed all the brutes that were there. There were still brutes that were closing in on them, right? <laughs> I don't know why Truth had to be the one to shoot her. Just to make you hate him a little bit more. So that you feel like they've done something that the Prophet's actually like contributing. <laughs> As he holds the gun with two fingers and drops it on the ground. <laughs> Disgusting. How barbaric. Yeah, I think the last part of the game that I want to emphasize is just how the how the end goes. So of course they have like the, the racetrack, as always. Or as usual. Super fun. <laughs> Maybe not always, but... Um, so I remember finishing that up and, you know, I think I'm trying to remember the exact details, but I believe he's trying to get through a portal of some sort Yep. in time. Right. Yep. And, uh, I don't know, they did a pretty epic jump into the, into the hangar cargo hold. Yeah. I guess cargo hold of the ship. And then the cinematic like cuts out pretty, pretty smoothly. And, uh, you figure he's going to get through, right? Because, you know, all, Every time somebody's like slipping or whatever, someone always catches right. Right. <laughs> gets left behind, and that's the end. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> right. And they is don't this, really... Are they? 
they also are they actually ending Halo? <laughs> yeah, and, and they drag it out too because the whole cutscene's like, oh, we're gonna dedicate this memorial to the fallen heroes, and Arbiter's there, but there's no Master Chief, and then Lord Hood's like, where is he, Chief? Or where is he, Arbiter? Did, did he at least die a hero? And he's like, he's not dead. Words so easy, or whatever he, he decided to say. I think it was the callback to the line from the beginning. And you're like, so I see there was half of the cruiser. What the fuck happened? And I think they roll through the credits before they show you him floating out in space with Cortana. So there's yeah. like this moment where you're like, are you really going to not tell me what happened? <laughs> well, right. So they, you do have to sit through the credits. And only if you beat it on Legendary do they show you that last scene of oh, Chief really? getting in, yeah, in stasis. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that because I play through Halo Legendary right. for the first time. But uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a dick move. That would yeah. also be so confusing for someone who never played it on Legendary and then went and played Halo 4. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually not okay. <laughs> well, I I feel like I get it by word of mouth. Someone spoiled the ending for me before I finished. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, so I was like, okay, well, not exactly surprised because I don't know how he got there, but I know what happened. <laughs> yeah. So the whole game ends with him floating around in the other half of the cruiser, putting himself in a cryopod because they don't have life support. And Cortana like, okay, it could be a few years before we find anyone. I guess I'll just stare at you. <laughs> like, yep, that's fine. I'm going to go to bed. Should should take about a minute for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go crazy or anything sitting here alone. <laughs> yeah, okay, just wake me up when something's happening. <laughs> Right. Wake me up when you need me. Right. That's code for don't wake me up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it I haven't be slept serious. in like 24 game hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a good it was a good campaign. A lot of a lot of very intense moments. They did a good a good job of pacing it out and like keeping things moving and, and intense. Um, moving over into the gameplay, there were a lot of things that they introduced in this, in this game that some of them were subtle. Others were like, oh, sick. Like one of the things I remember was when the flood land on earth, the first time that you see the flood actually like transform someone and you just walk up and the guy's getting eaten alive and you're like, ew, cool. (laughs) Yeah. And they had the, um, I guess the transforming Uh, mega flood. Fuck those things. Yeah, those things were, I thought that it was a fine addition. I I didn't really mind that they did that. I didn't mind that they did that. It's just the Flood were already a chore to fight, and that just made it so much harder. I know. (laughs) Yeah, but it was really neat the way that they included the the transformation scenes, and also the transformation, but the Flood forms was really cool, too. Right. It gave a a new problem when you were running around. Like, if you had any non- you and Arbiter characters, there's a chance those motherfuckers were going to get turned into Flood. A very right. big chance, because they suck. <laughs> or if there are any dead bodies laying around, guess what's going to get sucked up and turned into another fucker that's going to come at you? Right. Yeah, that was always just like running around, like, they're getting back up, gotta kill Yeah, also, yeah, if the other... Halo 2 definitely had the resurrecting Flood from the, the Flood Spore, but Halo 3 turned it up a notch. It seemed like every single one of them was going to get up multiple times if you didn't turn their body into pieces. 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. Just standing with the shotgun, shooting them over and over again. Yeah, because you had to like basically pulp the bodies right. <laughs> to make sure they weren't going to get back up. Yeah, it was. You had to. There are certain sets of weapons that you always wanted to have with you when you had to go fight the flood, just to make sure they wouldn't get back up again. Good old shotguns, always classic. Yeah, but you really can't make do with like uh, with like the battle rifle. That wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> it was. It was good if you knew where to shoot because you could get quote-unquote headshots on them but then yeah, you had like to the do chest some, yeah you had to do something to the body they were hard and those transforming guys like because what it was the super uh i don't know what you want to call them titan uh hunter the tank <laughs> yeah there was that guy who actually was probably the easiest of them to kill because yeah he was strong but just had to keep shooting him um and he didn't he didn't go too too well against like an energy sword and then they had the stupid shooty guy that would go put itself up on the ceiling in some far corner and just take out your shields. And Those then, were the freaking most annoying ever. Well, especially because after you shot them a few times, they'd curl up and then you couldn't do any more damage to them. Yeah, I think like that's how we died like a lot just because they're like all the way off there and like you're getting like the close range weapons and then you're like, ah, oh, crap. Right. This guy's like half a mile away and we can't reach him. <laughs> well, it's not like you show up in a room and they go, okay, now you're going to fight these guys. No, you're still fighting all the normal flood too. So it's not like you have a moment to go, okay, let me take that guy out from up there and that guy over there. It's, oh my God, I'm getting eaten alive from every angle and I'm getting shot in the head. Yeah, those flood battles were pretty- Yeah, constantly throughout every Halo game, the huddle, the flood levels were just hard. <laughs> It just sucked. They were so difficult. Yeah, I I do think that it was an improvement, though. Just like just killing the, the individual human-shaped floods wasn't that difficult if you had ammo. <laughs> so it was good to have a little, a little variety, especially since they were able to like crawl up on walls. Shit. No, it was it was a good addition. I just as it they were already hard to fight. It just made them that much harder to kill. I was like the first Halo flood. I don't know. I feel like those were easy to kill in the shotgun, actually. Well, but that was back when the shotgun was a sniper rifle. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. (laughs) That was the thing that that pissed me off about this game, because I was always like, am I, like, this shotgun is just awful. Like, even when I was shooting from five feet away, like, it wouldn't do anything. You're just pumping it into them over and over again. I'm just like, am I doing something wrong? Like, why is this not doing anything? Yeah. The Halo 3 and Halo 2 shotguns are basically just melee weapons. Yeah, the way you, you were supposed to use them, or maybe I should say the way that you ended up using them if you played enough, was it was shotgun followed. That was always, if you were going to use a shotgun, that's how you had to use it. Yeah, unlike in Halo 1 where the shotgun had enough range for you to actually kill someone. Right. Yeah. Which sucks yeah. when you're used to playing Halo 2 or playing online, and then you go to fight the Flood, because that shotgun melee doesn't do shit on them. They don't give a shit if you play them. Yeah, they don't have shields, so... Yeah, you hit them like that, and they just go, okay, well, I'm going to tentacle you, and now you're dead. Try again. Right, my melee is superior. <laughs> I, I'm i okay with breaking my own bones to break you. They're not even mine. <laughs> right. This doesn't hurt me. <laughs> Gross. Um, but yeah, so speaking of weapons that kill the Flood, like in Halo 2, where they finally let you get the energy sword after showing it off in the first game and saying, nah, that's not for you. Same thing happened here with the gravity hammer after seeing Tartarus dragging that around the whole time and being like, yo, I want to use that. They let you have it, which was a fantastic addition to the 
Right. They also added in the Spartan laser, which mm-hmm. I found to be a very entertaining <laughs> super weapon to have in multiplayer, at least. Yeah, hard to use, but if you got a good shot, you could kill like, the entire team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was one achievement um, where you had to get a triple kill with one shot. They, they, the way that uh, Halo 3 worked, it changed your... Um, that was like the customizable bit, and you got different helmets by doing certain things. Yeah. Uh, and one of them was that it was either a triple kill or a double kill, but you had to, it couldn't be just shooting a vehicle with people and it. it had to be through one person into another. Yeah. Now this, I think this was one of the few games I actually gave a shit about the achievements because it was the only way you could unlock those different skins and there was no other way you couldn't buy them. There was no loot boxes. There was no $50 and we'll give you two, two cool weapons. It was, you got to do it. You got to earn it. You want to carry a sword on your back? Go get a, a quadruple kill with the energy sword in 10 seconds. Yeah, right, yeah. Times. Yeah, well, so the uh, that one actually, not that this matters to anybody, but <laughs> that one got you the fancy uh, Arbiter helmet, the oh. triple kill with the sword. Yeah. I remember because I, I would always be the elite because of that. I was like, well, I have this helmet nobody else has, so I got to show it. Yeah. There, were, there were badges of honor, and it was more than... I think there were some armor pieces too, because I know you could get like the the Japanese style helmet and that sword on your back, and I think there were like there was a chest piece that had kind of it almost looked like the top of those like ancient Japanese buildings. Hmm. But it was I don't know what you're talking about, but well, okay. Anyway. I know the sword part. No, it was it actually meant something when you saw someone come around the corner with some fancy armor on. It didn't mean that they'd played the game for the required ten hours or spent thirty dollars worth on dlc it meant that motherfucker's played this game enough that he can get that fuck right <laughs> yeah it's like yeah now if you see someone in the fancy okay 10 bucks for that right this guy's got lightning coming out of his asshole but he has zero kills <laughs> okay but lightning coming out of your asshole meant something in halo i had to save up like a quarter million coins <laughs> experience <laughs> coins for that <laughs> it was the most expensive thing in the game yep but again, that still also could have just meant that you played the game long enough to get it and had nothing to do with your your, right. your actual cred. Whereas Halo Which 3 is like, no, you got both. You got to do a thing. <laughs> what else did they add in? They added uh, a lot oh of, the Mauler, the um, yeah, a lot of brute weapons. Yeah, that was the dual wieldable like pistol shotgun. Yeah, um, that was a fun addition. That that made people yeah. very mad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it was like it wasn't quite good enough to be considered as good as a shotgun, but it was still because um, I think the deal with it is you had to get them like point blank with it. Yeah, if you were gonna take out their shields, and it didn't seem to always work. But if you had two of them, then you could get a kill with it. So it was kind of like a you got to pick up the one in the hopes that you might find another. Yeah, or you know, it was another way of draining people's shields that got people upset. You know. Oh, you're just using that. Yeah, well, you died, so. Who's <laughs> <laughs> laughing now? Sounds like there's like a Kimbo shotguns from like Call of Duty that everyone was complaining about. Yeah, yeah. there were some cheap cheap combos there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they added they added the Mauler. Um, they changed the pistols again. Not not quite better, but it, it I think they switched it back to a more semi-automatic or I don't know what you call it a more delay on the shot, but more powerful. Yeah, it was no longer the rapid fire that you had in Halo 2. Which is kind of unfortunate. Well, they didn't give you the scope. That was the problem. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) 
So without the scope, it's like... Uh... You're like, so what did everyone like about it in Halo? Oh, the fact that it did more damage and shot slower. Mm, almost. Hmm. Where's my scope? <laughs> oh, we forgot the scope. Damn it. Oops. <laughs> Which doesn't even make sense. How is there a scope on... The- it's uh, it's, it's an on optical his, scope. It's on his face mask. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a there's a little fiber optic camera on the on the gun, and it projects it onto his screen. Of course. Done. Yep. <laughs> Fixed it. Canon. <laughs> <laughs> they also added um, a flamethrower, mm-hmm. the as like a not in the same way you would carry the turrets. Well, and that was the other one. They added the ability to rip turrets off and carry them around. Was that not in that Halo cool. 2? Nah, Halo 2, they just had, like, the black turret. What do you mean? There was this standard turret that they had just kind of laying around every now and then. That was It was like a little, it was a machine gun on top of this, like, little black uh, mount. And there was no picking it up or anything. You could use it, and it, if you took too much damage, it would... Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. Now that I think of it, that was a new addition. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that was always fun. Yeah, carrying around the turrets was was a blast. Just again, just a new new thing to throw into the. You're just you're gonna have this other other way of killing things, other way of turning a corner and going. Nah, I don't want to deal with. Yeah, that. and the other nice thing I think about Halo Three is they managed to keep a lot of the good weapon from Halo. Mm-hmm. That that kind of fell out of favor for some unknown, like the uh, the brute shot, mm-hmm. the good Covenant sniper rifle. Right, the real, the real Covenant sniper rifle, none of that laser beam shit. Right. <laughs> they kept the plasma rifle and didn't put in the storm rifle. The uh, um the sentinel beam made a appearance even in co op or in a online play as well. Mm-hmm. Although they took away the blue one. This colors uh, did more damage. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. It was the one you had to kill the the elite sentinels, the ones that had the shields carried the ones. They also added in uh, new vehicles too. This is where you got the, is it the Hornet? Is that what it's called? Uh, the helicopter? Yeah. Probably. We'll call it the Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the one that was overpowered as fuck because it had oh yeah missiles and a turret and it could hover and it could carry people on its sides. Yeah. And also never made any significant appearance in multiplayer because of that. <laughs> yeah. they. I think they had it on one map and then they took it away. <laughs> yeah. they. So they initially had it on the desert map. Mm-hmm. sandbox i think it was. um and i'm pretty sure that they stopped having it. i think it was just the banshee after that yeah at least in like the matchmaking you could go in and play on your own and what the fuck you yeah in matchmaking there was a decision that this just turned into someone sitting in the center of the map out of everyone's reach just shooting everyone which you know it's a good strat <laughs> it, was just, it was just very unfair i'm i'm not sure i like what they did to it in reach by taking away all of its singular capabilities and turning it into just a flying like turret but it definitely made right. it more even yeah I agree. oh we missed one other weapon the notable always useful spiker <laughs> <laughs> basically oh, the no, I didn't garbage that. version of an smg <laughs> and the garbage version of a needler rolled into one yeah but they still let you dual wield it unlike the needler which they decided that's not fair. We need to take this down to just one hand. It's see the dual wielding needlers wasn't even fun because it was obnoxiously powerful. It was just the visual. Yeah. It was the pink cloud <laughs> coming at you. It's iconic. <laughs> right. And it's not like you had enough ammo that you could actually do something with it. You got maybe two kills max if you were gonna do that, and then you had to go find a new gun. 
Well, unless you triple wheel. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, no, I remember there was a, a way of, of picking up weapons in a way which would allow you to have a needler as your secondary as well as both your primary. You could juggle the the dual wield system to do that and then you would have an extra clip of ammo uh, so i guess you'd like have a plasma pistol secondary needler pick up a second needler and then switch out your or something i think it's you have a you pick up a needler and then you switch to a pistol and then you pick up a secondary needler and then you could pick up a, a primary yeah in, in exchange for the pistol yeah <laughs> yeah so that was just obviously useless because you would never run out you would never live long enough to, <laughs> to use all that ammo to be clear we're talking about Halo 2 in this case. Halo Halo 3, they, as I said, turned it back into a single-handed weapon. Said yeah. enough of that, which I disagree. They should have left it as dual wielding. You can't take that away. They totally should. Same thing with the pistol. Oh, wait. No, they left that. Yeah, Yeah, I think you yeah, could yeah, dual wield yeah. the pistol. Yeah, no, I, did, I distinctly remember slow shooting a pistol in my left hand and being like, man, I really wish I could rapid fire this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other big thing they added were those uh, tools or throwables. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bubble shield, radar jammer, uh, the shield zapper. Yeah, slash vehicle disabled. Yeah, they had a turret too that you could put down. Those were annoying because it was uh, like the flash on some, one. It was like there were like maps like a button that I always thought was like reload. Y- yeah, I think it was reload. So I, would, I was always throwing like bubble shields down. <laughs> yeah, yeah in Halo Three X. they. Uh... <laughs> In Halo 3, they put it as X, which was previously reload, and they made the bumpers on the Xbox, because, of course, this was new to the 360. They made the bumpers the reload button, yeah. so you would, like, be able to reload your left gun at will compared to your right gun if you were to, which was yes. pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I agree. X should be reload. I think they're, yeah. It, I, I, whatever it was, it may have even been B. I don't know. What, they did something like that. It was one of those two because I can't remember if I was doing it when I went to reload or if I was doing it when I went to melee. But either yep. way. B was melee, for sure. They were... I remember the first time I saw them, I'm like, uh, this is really going to screw up my multiplayer. But then after you got used to them and you started to, like, put together tactics for how to use them, they, they were a lot of fun. There's nothing like seeing someone put down a bubble shield and then sit in it and you're like, I'm still going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> i've got a sticky grenade with your name on no those those are fun some of them were just annoying like the radar jammer that was just annoying because i mean there were definitely times especially if you were playing like the the goal-oriented multiplayer stuff like capture the flag and an assault that was really useful if you're trying to you know sneak by and plant the bomb they also included the uh the trip mines the mm-hmm. gravity lift and the um uh there's like a regeneration bubble or field mm-hmm. so those things were all really cool for uh, for objective games because you could like toss out a you know go and collect the equipments and deploy them in the appropriate places and <laughs> that would be useful for uh for keeping the next people from your flag or whatever. yeah it, it changed how the game played a lot in a i think ultimately in a really good way because you know a lot of the maps in halo 3 were taken directly to two you know like zanzibar and so you know everyone's like well i know this map but then you add in the ability to throw down a grav lift and suddenly people can be in a spot that you're not expecting them to. So without changing the map, it really changed how... And because they didn't let you start with any of them and they were limited like other power weapons are, it wasn't so frequent that it became, in the, you know, there was only one right. bubble on the map at any given time. Right. It wasn't like loadouts, you know, where everyone can have a jetpack. 
Um, yeah, I think we touched upon all the differences in the what and what have you. Um, any specific things from like multiplayer we want to talk about? Because I know you played the crap out of this. Any levels that yeah. jumped out of you? Like, oh, this was like the map. Well, I mean, if we're talking like stock instead of custom, that's right. Then they I the yeah, in this too. I forgot about that. Yeah, this was where Forge became a thing, and that's where probably my time was spent. But yeah, they had um they had a good array of the previous Halo 2 maps that were good, but they also included a whole bunch of functional maps that I, I really liked. There weren't too many maps in Halo 3 that I was upset to play on. <laughs> no, there was that one, good. I'm trying to, I don't remember the names of them, but there was one that was like set in like the bottom of a forest swamp, uh, and everything had like this green tone. Um, that one... That one was probably my least favorite to play on it. Was that the callback to Halo 1? Mm, I don't think so. But I'm not sure. I never really played Halo multiplayer then. I, I'm trying to remember it, what green one you'd be talking about. i up the names of these things. Have you told me the name? Okay. Well, um, also, <laughs> that sandbox one, or sand trap, I think, uh, that one was really cool because they had added the elephant. Oh, yeah. And uh, the elephant was just, it was just great fun having the two of them because you could like drive them in a way to stack them on top of each other. All the elephant drivers were always complete idiots. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like you're sitting there, you, the most fun you can have is to cause problems with the elephant. Either put it in a place that's inconvenient for the or just like start driving it over top of buildings for no reason. And that was just, <laughs> it was always goofy because kind of changed the situation and it moved slow enough that like you know wherever that was was usually in a position that like altered what you could do in that part of the map at that point because it seemed i i think people could spawn on it or wop spawning on it a lot um so it was pretty cool so that giant like tread like multi-story thing yeah it has like a little bay in the back yeah and it would have a uh, like mongoose and stuff would spawn yeah i always wonder what the point of that it yeah so you your players could spawn, like, if you go into the, um, forge, you could see that there were actually spawn locations on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, so that was one purpose. The other purpose is to just, it's, like, it's cover, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a place for you to hide for your shields to regenerate, and on, on the big maps, cover's kind of hard to come by. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only ever played it once on, like, one of the sandy maps where it just happened to be there, and I'd be like, I'm getting in the thing, and, like, it, it like... <laughs> I guess it wasn't a spawn or anything. It was just like there, and I would just get shot, and just die immediately because it didn't like have any guns on it. Or well, the other thing is that uh, you—it was the only vehicle where, when you're driving it, you don't get damaged by it being shot. So, like, people would have to actually go into the cockpit to get you. Oh, interesting. So, as long as you had uh, people with you, and usually people would collect themselves onto it. <laughs> um, as long as you had people accompanying you, you weren't really in danger of dying. You would be able to get off and go kill the person attacking you if you needed to, because you could see the whole map or the whole space around you. Unless someone had like a really unlucky grenade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually people just come through the back and just. But uh, I wasn't playing any of the special map for that. Wasn't there like. Didn't the Forge thing have just all kinds of just crazy crap on it? Oh, yeah. So the custom game, you could. If you. You'd have to know somebody. Usually is how it worked. They would have to share it with you. Um, and I was involved in a lot of online friend circles that we would exchange our uh, custom maps. And uh, yeah, there was all sorts of crazy custom games. That's where Griffball started. If anyone was Griffball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Griffball was a lot of fun. Also, yeah, it's like the Gravity Hammer, the, uh, the Bomb Carrier. 
game. And then there are all sorts of other game modes like that that were pretty great. <laughs> and uh, we would do this one where we'd have a we'd decrease the gravity and increase the speed and give everyone plasma pistols only. Yeah, I remade that for a, a Master Chief collection when we were playing through Halo 3 a couple months ago. Yeah, it was freaking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great game. <laughs> it was so much fun. And they also, inc- this was where uh, Infection, the zombie mode, was made into a, um, like a permanent game. game. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I, I honestly think it's the best one. Like, it was fun doing it organically on Halo 2, but Halo 3 with the Forge, we just mm-hmm. had so much fun, like, building areas to like hide out from the zombies and right like, yeah you would you could make a fort for yourself using the game environment and various boxes and shit and somehow the zombies like you didn't seem like you were actually able to make a good enough fort that the zombies couldn't get you most of the time right we'd spend all this time like i don't know i don't remember how it worked because i it's just been so long but it was something like either we'd go in and we'd build and then play or it may have been part of the game that you had time to like move shit around. No, yeah, you had to build the map and you'd play the game, okay. and then you'd have to run over to the unless you deleted all the spawns and put them up. Yeah, it totally depended. But no, there were so many times you're like, okay, this they're never gonna get through, and then you see someone squeezing their way through a little hole, and you're like, God fucking damn it, how? <laughs> you have like five people banging on all the openings that you closed up with boxes, and <laughs> yep. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't that secure. One of us will find the right angle to kick this out of the way. It's a matter of time. No, the, the, there are, I, not, the more I'm thinking about, the more I'm hearing a legitimate argument for Halo multiplayer being better than two. Oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that it just, because of Forge, assuming you were a part of the right groups of people, you had access to a whole lot of game modes that were pretty sweet, <laughs> and you ne- usually needed a good amount of people to play them. I don't know. That was like the only time that I was playing with a lot of strangers on the internet Yeah. on a regular basis is because of that. Because I would, you know, I'd spend like a Sunday morning just building some map, and then, you know, during the week I would be playing it with people who also were interested in making maps and stuff. So I haven't had that experience in a long time. So that's kind of where this hits my soft spot. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they brought up different things to the table between 2 and 3. Like, because there were communities like that in Halo 2. But I don't know. Like, I, I think that the the competitive online was better for 2, just because I think the maps were a lot tighter. Um, but I think 3, there was a lot more to do. And because of that, it kind of just, it definitely could could be a lot more. As the more I'm thinking about it, Halo 3 really did bring a lot of changes. Like, as we've been having this conversation, I'm realizing, like, oh, that's right, they added that, and they added that, and they did, they really did change a lot for that game. Well, they also added the, uh, the spike grenades and the uh, mm-hmm. lava grenades. The spike grenades were the only one that really showed a lot of use in uh, multiplayer, but those were great. Because they were just like a, they were a good variant where like it was almost impossible to kill someone without sticking them. So it wasn't quite the power that a plasma grenade had, but it flew so much faster. They stick a V. Right, and they did the the spray when they went off. So if you got it like in a doorway, as someone came- right, that's why I'm saying it's almost impossible. <laughs> you had to you had to be pretty lucky. Yeah. To get them with the spray. You remember the uh, snow 
the snow level. Uh, yeah. That was a the cool one, one with the out of bounds, but still walkable zone outside that the turrets would shoot at you. Yeah, the one where it yeah. was like a couple of bunkers on the surface, and then they all were interconnected underneath. Yeah, that was a fun one. I like that. One. I remember some of my friends hated it, but I thought it was really. Cool. That was a good one for zombies because you could like, uh, yeah, you would go, in, you would block off the upper zones. And then the zombies would have to break their way in through one of them and come in through the tunnels. Yeah, no, those were... And then there was the bridge. That was, I think, the other one I, I played a lot of. The bridge. Oh, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. That one was awesome because they had those uh those man cannons or whatever they call them. Yeah, and you toss grenades across or or just kick the explosive barrels into them. Yeah, and the they made it so that the grenades wouldn't blow up until they were done their journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very pretty cool. Oh, and there was that one, um, it was it had a similar, it wasn't quite like Zanzibar, but it had like two huge spires on the either side of a valley, and there was a beach on the one side and a face on the other side. It had a similar texture oh, uh, to, Valhalla. um, yeah, Valhalla. That one was awesome too. That was a Spartan dominate map. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was where a... I most remember zapping people. Yeah, that was a good one because it had the rise up in the center, so you, you couldn't just like kill each other from opposite ends yeah and they had plenty of cliffs that you could hide behind while you were getting where yeah it was like but, blood gulch but different right but lots of lines of sight if you were you know if you were trying to snipe you could put yourself in a position that would negate a lot of the cover oh and the uh the rocky map how to explain this one it had a beach at the bottom and then there was like a fort at the top um it had like a wall and then behind that was like the beginning of, of an industrial area there's a couple like tunnels in the rocks that would come out on top of the wall. Mm, I'm not remember. I wish I could describe it better. Yeah. Kevin, did you play any Halo 3 multiplayer aside from us going on Master Chief Collection? <laughs> no. Okay. That's why I'm just like, yeah. yeah, maps and stuff. Well, why don't we tell some of the stories? Oh, about oh yeah. No, I know which one you're talking about. It's called High Ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was really cool. There, So <laughs> that one had... The two teams, one team would be set up inside of a fort that was like a military base with like a serious wall and like cliff face around. And then... Uh, and it had the high ground. Yep. And it had a sealed door um, at the front, which could be opened. Uh, and then the rest of the people respond out kind of on the beach down down on the low ground. And that that was a really good map, I definitely... Yeah, that was that was a good one. I'm surprised we didn't play that when we were goofing around on Halo in Halo 3. I wonder if they didn't release all the maps. I'll have to go check. But uh, let's tell some stories from our recent adventures, Kevin, just to keep you in the conversation. Because we had some pretty fun <laughs> moments of, uh, especially the zombies. I think that was the one that we were going with the most. Was that technically Halo 3? Thought so. Was that like Reach? No, that was 3. Cause, but it had like the invis- invisibility and stuff. Yeah, that was Halo 3. I did it in oh, both okay. of them, but we did it in, in Halo 3 too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, those were those were really fun though. Because we turned up the... Uh, this is the ones you're talking about where we like turn up the speed or something. Yep, made the zombies invisible. <laughs> I made them invisible by default, so you're just like wandering around, trying to find like, a good hiding spot, and then suddenly just stab in the face and just fly off the map. <laughs> <laughs> or then you're running around in like a driving in a vehicle, and you see like this invisible thing just chasing you. Yeah, all of a sudden, and just like hammer out of the left. Yeah, and then the car just goes flying and stuff. Or like trying to hide up on one like top corner of the map on top of something. And, yeah, just. Then out of nowhere, you just get stabbed. Yeah, it was good, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> it was very tense. So terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like a combination of hide and seek and running for your lives. 
because you couldn't stop because you didn't know where the zombie was. Yeah, it was that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, just when you finally thought that you got onto like a top corner of a map where you're safe, and you're like, no, no, we're okay here. No, don't worry. No, it's, I mean, how could you possibly get up here? There's only one way to get up here, and there's no way left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite parts would be uh, I'd be like invisible and just be sitting like right next to a doorway, and you're so still like nobody they can't move at all. You would just come through like the door frames, stab you right in the face, like to your face. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> yeah, it was the sudden shock that would get you. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm dead. Okay, okay, oh, dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they were fast, because there were sometimes you'd be like in a room that would have like a few different entrances or like a staircase or something and like some windows and you just see the person come like flying through because with the speed you could do well, like was, the roll that one was reach and it would make you that was oh, that was reach, reach. okay never mind let you do the roll as a zombie <laughs> that was ridiculous how many times did we kill ourselves by rolling into a <laughs> yeah that the physics for that were pretty insane that was like just <laughs> you just fly just up to move over to reach for a second there was nothing funnier than when you'd You'd be spending all this time like defending a doorway or whatever it was they were trying to get in. And then all of a sudden you'd see this blur come flying through, miss your head by an inch, and then just smack into the back wall. And then there's a dead zombie there. You're like, I almost died. <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. So I, I suppose in this game mode, they would move so quickly that hitting colliding while rolling was considered a collision death. I don't know if we ever rolled into each other and killed... They, they, if you hit a wall rolling, you would kill yourself. But I don't know if you hit the other person. It's <laughs> hilarious. I guess, I guess not. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be overpowered. <laughs> it's a lot harder to aim than you'd think with how fast you're moving. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I definitely think Invisible Zombies is one of our go-to game modes in Halo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have to get them a collection. Be coming to hey, they... It's time for some sales. They put anyways. out ODST. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've honestly never really played it, so I don't it's know. Worth a sh Probably not fun. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna review. <laughs> I don't I don't know who the fuck I'm gonna review ODST with if you haven't even played it. I I tried to play it once and I found it difficult and also not engaging. I might just have to monologue that one. It's uh, <laughs> nobody wants to. Play. So this is the Brian podcast where Brian talks about games for completeness' sake. <laughs> I need to get those achievements. Okay. <laughs> Today we're going to be reviewing Spartan Assault. No. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Absolutely not. But now that I found out that the main bad guy in the new Halos from Halo Wars 2, I feel like I need to go play that. Oh man. Yeah, I was I was looking inside the box earlier and uh, they have a Halo Wars advertisement in this Halo 3 contain. Uh, it's not as I'm surprised they made a Halo Wars 2. I am too. I got a lot of flack. <laughs> Hey, you never know. Maybe they improved it. Hey, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if they'd release no DST2, I'd be like, mm, mm, I'll play it, but I just don't believe you. I don't think it's going to be any or any better than the first one. ODST is actually, if you, if you can take a moment and ignore the rest of the Halo games, it's actually perfect. The problem is knowing how strong the aliens are supposed to be it doesn't make any sense when suddenly you're playing Call of Duty. That's the problem for me is constantly I'm like, yeah, but I've watched Marines try and kill a brute and he just runs them over like that or nothing. No, the Marines cannot kill a hunter. Okay, that doesn't work. 
you need a Spartan to do that. Well, I mean, they all have the same weapons, but I get your point. <laughs> the point is, is that I should not be able to take more than one chest shot from a brute. <laughs> right. I don't have the super armor that Master Chief walks around. But as uh, honestly, aside from that, it's not. It's really not that bad, and, and I'd say it's worth it, worth giving it a playthrough. Maybe you know, take a hit to your pride and back off on the difficulty. Play it on on heroic instead of legendary. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> what if I miss some important post-game cutscene? The story doesn't matter. Tells me that Jake the ODST person actually is in cryostasis waiting for Halo ODST. Uh, it turns out that some of the people from your squad actually do get turned into Spartan Force later. So oh. the main guy that's played by that uh, actor that Kevin seems to know despite never having played the game. Wait, which <laughs> Last time I talked to you about ODST, you were like, oh yeah, that's the... Uh, that's the one where they made like a virtual version of that one actor. Hmm. You told me this. I don't. I don't Just, remember that at all. Here, type into Google uh, Halo ODST right. main character. Get a lot of nice typing sounds into the. I guess main character would probably. Be. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It's the the voice yeah. actor. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. Also. Don't really care. <laughs> no, he's so, great. He's on the show Firefly. Oh, I take it back. I do know who this person is. <laughs> yeah, right. It's pretty cool. That is kind of funny. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I think that might wrap up the conversation. Is there anything else we uh, we need to touch on? No, I think uh, I think we we hit pretty much everything. I'm ending mm-hmm. on a note of for those of you who've played Halo Three and thought ODST wasn't worth scraping off the bottom of your shoe. If you have Master Chief, it's collections free seriously give it a shot it's not that bad <laughs> we'll see Still not gonna I, <laughs> it has a it, it was released so soon after halo 3 came out that i was still playing like wondering why i would <laughs> bother well i so maybe it's not we also so had bad. some friends who went and got it and then two days later immediately returned it to gamestop so that didn't help Right. Yeah. If, if everyone's not willing to make the transition, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't even know if it had multiplayer. I'll find out mm-hmm. when we go to review it. But anyway, I I don't know about Kevin, but I think Eric and I are pretty clear on our ranking. This is definitely in the in the best category. I think it's it's going to be a bit until we hit a Halo that's knocking on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd probably I don't know either rank it that or like just below it a bit, just because I didn't have the. I didn't have an Xbox growing up, so I didn't get the full. Your loss. Someone <laughs> over here is playing with Wii yeah. nunchucks while we were playing Reams. <laughs> Wii was legit. Really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Halo Three definitely holds. If it, it probably holds the most hours that I've ever played on a certain game. There'd be no way to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure. I'd buy that. That that was right in in the zone when you would have had the most time to be playing Halo. Halo Reach was a little bit too yeah. late. Right, unless I, I don't know, as as I moved into like college and shit, and like the amount of time that I had to do bulk gaming sessions increased substantially. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe it was surpassed by Minecraft or something. Future, well, but they'll never, you'll never know what Minecraft. They didn't record those hours either. Oh well, guess I'll never be able Thousands. to tabulate the number of time or the amount of time I've spent playing games. Yeah. I could probably guesstimate based off of the shows I know I watched while I was playing. Minecraft. <laughs> Probably. How many times did I rewatch South? Hmm. 
10, 10 rewatches later. Um, I think any one-liners we come up with would be overshadowed by the one-liners from the game. I'm just yeah. going to pick my favorite one, which is the Arbiter saying, where it's so easy. It's my favorite one-liner from this game. I think a... my favorite one-liner is the part where, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> just my heart goes out. <laughs> that are followed by the sound of Johnson getting zapped. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually like a scream. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mine, I don't really remember him too much, so anything he says is probably a one-liner. His entire dialogue. <laughs> I think he starts off the game saying, why you always gotta jump? One of these days you're gonna hit something harder than you are. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only I could recover all these brain cells dedicated to Halo trivia. <laughs> it's okay. It's probably gonna be important. In- yeah, whenever Microsoft owns us all. Yeah. Alright, cool. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, social medias. That's all I'm really going to say about this. I just don't have the energy today to go through Twitters and <laughs> Facebooks and email addresses and all that stupid shit. Uh, it's our name. Go look us up if you feel like it. Same thing with the podcast sites. We're on pretty much all of them. So if you can't find us, try a different one. We're on there. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know anybody you who know. needs a nostalgia boost and to play Halo 3 with you, send them over to us. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, you get angry at any Reddit posts, that's Kevin's fault. Yeah, he's not officially he's not. affiliated with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as for uh, as for next games that we're we're gonna be talking about, I should be doing Doom Eternal with Pat. Uh, ODST, I'm ready to to record when either you guys say you're never gonna touch it and you don't want to talk to me, and I'll just do it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever someone else is ready to talk about ODST, I'm good to go on that. Cool. Um, I heard Kevin downloaded Tomb Raider, so... I did. Yeah, we started that one. shouldn't take too long. You just kind of have to watch uh, Laura Croft get impaled by a spike and twitch around for 30 seconds once and you got the whole game. Honestly, the best part <laughs> of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> It gets to the point where it's a little bit weird. Hmm. Probably should have ended this about 10 seconds ago. Why is this still happening? (laughs) Maybe you should have picked the less creepy person on your team to deal with the death sequence. Then (laughs) again. (laughs) The guy that jumped up immediately and was like, ooh, ooh, I want to do that. Probably shouldn't have given it to him. This is not the time for enthusiasm. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll have some some new content soon. Just got to find a a time, I think to talk about them and figure out what else we should be playing there's plenty of shit to do sweet sounds like a plan sounds like a plan indeed i think with that we will catch you all next time see ya see ya